Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. Streets of Union City, to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey, no. From 7 till 11, live, local, and live. Steve Travelis, Sunday, Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live, local, and live. And here we go. Welcome to Monday Night in New Jersey. Smack in the middle of the week, right in the beginning of Daylight Savings Time. Steve Trevelis and you, hanging out till 11 o'clock tonight. Got a hell of a show for you tonight. Uh, William Shatner is coming on at 10 o'clock. Find out what's going on with Denny Crane, James Tiberius Kirk, T.J. Hooker. All rolled into well. The men went up in space. We'll talk about it. He'll tell you what he thought about when he got there, what he thinks about now that he's been there. And uh, the Philadelphia Fan Festival is coming uh, next month. And we're going to be getting a lot of guys uh, on the radio, uh, starting with Shatner. So do stick around. Buckle up. Uh, What I want to talk about to start things off with, you enjoying the daylight savings time? Is that good? We talked about that last week, and uh, I'm loving it. i big fan of the extra hour. I didn't mind losing the hour. You know, another hour we'll never get back, at least until the fall. But uh, I got to say, you know, I love the idea of the uh, of the later day. I love the idea of the longer hours. I love the idea of being able to enjoy myself and looking forward to the idea once it gets a little even warm, more warmer outside. But that's not what I want to talk to you about. What I want to talk to you about is, um, you know, that sinking feeling you're hearing outside, that rock coming from the top is uh, the job approval ratings for one Governor Phil Murphy as the favorability continues to fall. For the first time since he took office since uh, 2018, there are more New Jersey residents with an unfavorable view of Governor Murphy than there are New Jersey residents with a favorable view of Governor Murphy. This according to a Rutgers-Eagleton poll, and that was released last week. Murphy's favorability rating has taken a double-digit hit since his re-election in 2021. And it's not surprising because he almost lost the election in 2021. Poll finds 33% of the residents are a favorable impression of the governor. Compared to 50% in November, 38% have an unfavorable rating of Murphy. It's kind of like the eyes are starting to open now. It's kind of like air is getting back into the lungs. And we're seeing this for what it is. You know, uh... 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. How do you feel about Governor Murphy? It's one thing to take a Rutgers Eagleton poll. It's another thing to take a listener poll. And uh, here you get to actually voice your opinion. Tell me what you like about Governor Murphy, what you don't like about Governor Murphy. Do you trust Governor Murphy and the party he represents? You know, this whole thing with, uh, you know, we have to swallow hard and take it, his words, over the... Uh, the rising gas prices just doesn't ring true to me. The idea that we're blaming the Russians doesn't ring true to me. Because gas prices were going up long before Russia invaded Ukraine. And they're just getting higher and higher and higher. And rather than do something about it, 
you know, rather than drop the gas tax, the federal tax, the state tax, as has been asked of him. Oh, we don't see that coming. Nothing we can do. Goes on CNBC. Nothing we can do. Swallow hard and take it. We're doing our best. We're doing our best to, uh, this is how we're going to help Ukraine. We're going to help Ukraine by giving the Russians other countries to sell their gas. Gas that we could have been selling, but we gave up the market because we're nice guys like that. Better, we should have a Green New Deal, something that's nowhere near completion. Something that's never going to work here anyway. And if it does, it's not going to happen in our lifetime. But Governor Murphy's got to toe the party line. And his party says, swallow hard and take it. That's the swallow hard and take it party. Uh, But when you see the election go the way it did and you see him almost lose the Chitterella, you realize that more and more people are uh, becoming disenchanted with Governor Murphy. So I'm going to ask you, 1-800-283-101.5. Do you approve of the job Governor Murphy's doing? What do you like about Governor Murphy? And if you like Governor Murphy, tell me. If you like something he did, uh, he's a nice guy. I've met him. The politicians think he's a great guy. They're all friends with him. It's not a personal thing. What do you not like about Governor Murphy? What do you disapprove of? 1-800-283-101.5. If you had to rate the governor on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the absolute best and 1 being the absolute worst, where would you put him and why would you put him there? You know, uh, like I said, as far as I'm concerned, the gas prices were a big deal. The idea that uh, nothing's ever his fault. The nursing homes, not his fault. Uh, The public health emergency, year after month after month after month, year after year, I could say, month after month. Finally, no public health emergency. For now, the masks... We didn't need to keep these kids masked. In Patterson, they keep the kids masked. They don't need masks. They need bulletproof vests. It's Patterson. 1-800-283-101.5. So very simple. Rob is in Long Branch on New Jersey 101.5. Rob, where would you put Governor Murphy? I'd put him below zero. He's a loser. Now, why do you say that? Because he's done nothing for the state. I mean, give me something. What, locking locking uh, kids up with masks, locking the state down, passing a, a law to uh, not allow police to pursue? <clears throat> I was recently robbed, mm-hmm. and the police were, were chasing the thieves, and they let them go. Four o'clock in the morning. Why would they let them go? Because there's a no-pursuit law in this state now, thanks to Governor Murphy. You know, I don't understand why the, uh, you know, I get the idea that you're innocent until proven guilty, but the supposed guilty get a hell of a lot of leeway leeway and everything possible to be innocent, regardless of their actual innocence. These guys stole a box truck, stole a Cadillac, Mm -hmm. stole four motorcycles out of my business. Right. The police pulled up in a pretty good amount of time, chased them. Route 18, 4 o'clock in the morning, and let them go. There's something wrong with that, right? Absolutely. What's to stop them from coming back? What's to stop them from coming back? 
No. Well, you know what? What's to stop him from robbing? Because why would you not? Because it pays. Yeah. yeah. It's too in New Jersey. Crime actually does pay. Rob, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Governor Murphy's approval rating seems to be falling in New Jersey. According to a Rutgers Eagleton poll, not New Jersey 101.5, because we get the blame for this. I'm asking you, you the people, we the people. If you had to rate Governor Murphy on a scale of one to ten, ten being the best, one being the worst, where would you put him? 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. We got Joe. I got a couple of open slots. Jump on. There's room for you. Finally, the weather's warmer. And bonus, we actually go outside and move. We get to go get moving. More places to go. More things to do. More little aches and pains you discover because, well, you haven't been moving. Well, you need to call Trinity Rehab. What are you waiting for? Trinity Rehab can help. And now is the time. Give them a call at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. They have the EPAT machine, which most places don't have. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and gets rid of pain fast. Most patients better in three, five minutes. Sessions. No prescription needed to get started. Call them at 800 518 0977 or trinity rehab.com. They are here for you. Isn't it time to start feeling better and have no pain? Call Trinity Rehab with locations in Newtown, Doylestown, and Newtown Square. You know they have locations all around New Jersey like Somerset, Short Hills, Wayne, Wall, and Wyckoff. And check out their newest location in Hackensack and Cherry Hill. This past traffic, the travel is. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Go on NJ1015.com. We'll give you three words that describe New Jersey. Lots and lots of people gave you three words that describe New Jersey. Some gave you two words that describe New Jersey. Some were actually directed at New Jersey. All on NJ1015.com. William Shatner coming up at 10 o'clock. In the meantime, Governor Murphy's favorability falling in New Jersey. New poll has uh, 38% of respondents' unfavorable view of Murphy, as opposed to 33% think he's doing a good job. What kind of a job do you think he's doing? Joe's in Patterson on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Joe. Hey, Steve. Uh, great show as always. Um, you know, today I opened up my mail, and there was uh, an offer from some magazine, a really good um, price for a year subscription. So I'm reading the um, offer. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. But then in small print on the bottom of the uh, card, it says, New Jersey residents must include 6.5 sales tax. Only in New Jersey do they charge a tax on a magazine. It is unbelievable. When does it end? They will tax uh, you on money? anything they possibly can. Anything they possibly can. How much money do politicians need? It's, it's unbelievable. I couldn't believe it when I saw when well, I read I'll that. tell you why. Joe, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Senator John Brannick's been on here before. New Jersey is $200 billion in debt. So any money we make, think of all the money that's made in New Jersey. We're going to talk later on about uh, what to do with the money we make from weed. Wait to hear the joke that's going on with that. But uh, $200 billion. We have sports betting in New Jersey. We make millions, billions every month from sports betting. Where the hell is the money going? Have you seen any improvement in New Jersey that we could point to sports betting? Chris is in Southampton on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Chris. Hey, how's it going, sir? Uh, nice to meet everybody. You know, um, it's a pleasure to meet you too, Chris. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I actually just uh, saw my house in Arizona, so I had been going away from actually South Jersey for about five years. And 
all I can say is would it change? You know, uh, I moved out when I was 23 and I come back, you know, small business owners are shut down everywhere. It just doesn't look good here um, at all. Government, you said $200 billion in debt mm-hmm. uh, for the state of New Jersey. I mean, just think about that. You also think about, you know, where is all the casino money going? Where is it? We going? also have a great. We also have a great opportunity in in the marijuana industry, where other states that were in billions of dollars worth of debt also by putting those in place and also being able to help people. Right, this man is looking job there at all, uh, which he obviously promised a lot of people, which would definitely help the. New Jersey, get out of debt. You look at the real estate market. I'm a licensed mortgage broker. I also work for Zip Recruiter as a recruiter. So right. I get to take a look at two different areas that we, we strive off of, right, for right. any state right. and, and the country. And all I can say is it's really sad to see, you know, my hometown state, you know, I had to move back. My grandparents are good. But, you know, it's it's sad to see how it, how it is. You know what I mean? And it, and it doesn't look like to get any better. You're you know, right. And that's, that's the sad part. And you leave and you go someplace else. You want to come home and this is what you come home to. And that's the most frustrating part. You know, the people who live here, who it's so hard to afford to live here. Uh, and yet we do it. We fight hard to stay here. And we got a government as we're fighting hard. Our governor's telling us to swallow hard when it comes to gas prices. The best they can come up with is swallow hard and take it and give us this line of crap that we're paying high prices at the pump in order to help you. Ukraine. We're paying high prices at the pump because, you know, because they screwed this up. That's why. Because they got out of the fossil fuel business before they came up with some with another plan as to what we can do. And electric cars are not the answer. Take a look at the fire that went on with the electric car uh, over the weekend and how long it took to put it out. And read the article Dennis Malloy put on NJ1015.com. God forbid these electric cars catch fire under buildings. What would happen? Yeah, it would be a, it would be an absolute disaster, and uh, you know all you know you have to work as one, you know, no matter what. And unfortunately, and they don't want to do that. And this, you know, unfortunately, they don't want to. And unfortunately, there isn't a solution when you don't want to, right? So all we can do is hope for the best, sir. All right, Chris. Well, I'm glad you came back, and thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Uh, as for Governor Murphy, the job approval and favorability numbers are reminiscent of the start of his first term, making uh, marking a clear end to his pandemic-induced ratings bump. I couldn't understand that either. With all that was going on during the pandemic, how the hell was Murphy getting approval ratings, high approval ratings, from the way he screwed up the pandemic to begin with? On average, residents give Phil Murphy a C grade for his job performance. Now, where do you come in? 1-800-283-101.5. What kind of a grade do you give Governor Murphy? His job performance. A, B, C, or D? He got a B average on his handling of the coronavirus pandemic. I don't get that. They uh, talked to more than 1,000 people between February 21st and March 4th. But... As far as the way the state's going, I think uh, I expect the approval rating to drop because a message was sent when Chitterelli almost beat him and when there were so many changes on the local level in the election process. People who won. When Steve Sweeney lost to Edward Durr, you know, every man, regular Jersey guy, goes in and beats Steve Sweeney. And then you get Murphy, uh, who really, what can you honestly attribute him to? What can you say? This is what Phil Murphy did. 
that made a difference in New Jersey, a positive thing. 1-800-283-101.5. So very simple question. As uh, Governor Murphy's favorability falls in the latest Rutgers-Eagleton poll, what do you like about Governor Murphy? What do you hate about Governor Murphy? Or what don't you like about Governor Murphy? He's in for another three years, people. Actually, three and a half years. So where do you see this going? And what is your opinion? If you're going to take the temperature of government in New Jersey right now, how do we get out of this? You know, every time you get in your car now, you are spending money for gas. Lots and lots and lots of money for gas. $50 to fill up, $60 to fill up. Are you used to doing that? Are you used to getting in your car spending $50, $60 to fill up? So now if you're the governor, how do you navigate this? What do you do? 1-800-283-101.5. What kind of suggestions do you have? But on a scale of 1 to 10, my original question Where do you rate your governor? One being horrendous, 10 being the best. 1-800-283-101.5. Take everything into consideration. And we're talking about from from the second term. Forget about the first term. The decision was made in the first term. They decided to reelect him. I didn't vote for him. Did you? And if you did, that's what you got to live with. But if you're going to rate him on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst, where do you come in on Governor Murphy? And uh, why do you arrive at that number? It's 730. Now the latest New Jersey News. 283-101.5, Steve Trevelace. Governor Murphy's uh, approval ratings are not that good. As a matter of fact, the favorability is falling, according to a Rutgers-Eagleton poll. Uh... 38% not happy with the job Governor Murphy's doing since he uh, began his second term. 33% have a favorable impression of the governor compared to 50% in November. So the numbers, they be falling fast. What do you like about Governor Murphy? What do you not like about Governor Murphy? Scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. Where do you put Governor Murphy when you like to put Governor Murphy? Oh, uh, John is in Edison on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. How are you? I give him a minus three. A minus three. Uh, yeah, he's a minus three. Yeah. And why is that? Uh, he just he he just sits there and listens to the people behind him. He doesn't think about what the people uh, in this in this state should should get, you know. But here's the number one thing that you have to think about: uh, the Democratic playbook is never let a disaster go to waste. So, of course, that's why they're going to blame the gas on Ukraine, because that's what they've been doing for years. If you remember, you know, all these disasters, oh, it's this fault, it's that fault. They don't take they don't take responsibility for it at all. And in reality, as we all know, we were energy independent. We had the border all straightened out. We didn't have inflation. Look where we are now. I can't wait for November. Gas was two dollars a gallon when Biden took office. Gas is now four dollars a gallon wait. plus. Well, I I fly airplanes and uh, it went up fifty cents today. Today, Amazing. today alone fifty cents, and probably within a week or two is going to happen again, and it's just incredible. It's but you know it's the bottom line is is. Uh, they don't let a good disaster go to waste. You know, it's not their fault. No, no, no. We weren't energy independent. No. You know, and look at the 
look at that gentleman that just called up. Uh, now, uh, you know, they've got the thieves right in front of them. Nah, we can't, we can't let them. We've got to let them go, you know? Well, you know, a man is innocent as, for as long as possible, whether he's guilty or not. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Mike's in Gloucester County. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Good, you? I'm doing fine, other than the high gas prices. The governor being a, one of Alabama and the forty thieves. <laughs> Alabama and the for Alibaba and the forty thieves, yeah, not Alabama yeah. and the forty thieves. I give the governor an approval rating of minus zero. Minus, you're putting him right. You're putting him right at zero. You got it. Is there anything you think he could have done that he didn't do? He should have rerun for governor, for one. Well, why wouldn't he? I mean, you know, he's got a tremendous approval rating. The guy ran on a public health emergency for, like, most of his term. They kept giving it to him. He had the, <laughs> he had the legislature in his pocket. Why wouldn't you run? You know, uh, people were kissing his ass left and right. Why wouldn't you run? Uh, Susan is in Trenton under Jersey 101.5. Susan. Yes, no, I give him below zero. Another one with the below zero. Now, how come you're giving him below zero? As soon as he started with the sanctuary state. Ah, the sanctuary state. How much money could we possibly keep throwing at people? Right, and I'm sure that's where a lot of the illegal votes came from, just like uh, who's heading the country. Well, you know what? Again, it comes down to taking leadership and giving us someone, Susan, thanks for the call to New Jersey, 101.5, someone we could hang our hats on. And that, I guess, is something that we haven't seen. But uh, Jeff Dominski wrote an article uh, on NJ1015.com. People in New Jersey finally wake up to Governor Murphy's bull, you know what? Uh, poll out last week, 33% of New Jerseyans have a favorable view of the governor. 38% have an unfavorable view. And when you look at the way he's handling the various aspects of his job, uh, and we're going to be stuck with this. Uh, it's, it's a shame that we couldn't find a stronger candidate to go up against him. But, you know, the foundation of everything he ran on was knocked out from under him with so many changes on a local level with... Uh, you know, Steve Sweeney being replaced as Senate president. He got an A on pandemic protocol. I don't understand that. I, I can't think of anything that got, you know, Murphy really grabbed this state at all worst and pulled it together and made it come out. I mean, no, I don't see that at all. You know, Jeff talks about when he violated his own orders and uh, prohibited, you know, he violated his own executive orders when he joined the prohibited large crowds to march in Black Lives Matter protest after the George Floyd killing. The big winter storms when he overdid it on salt in the roads. But regardless of that, you know, how much money did he put out? How much money does he spend on people who are here illegally? But regardless of all that, people are now waking up. The good news about this is that we see that uh, people are now waking up. That if you're sitting there saying, you know what, I'm not crazy about Governor Murphy. I can't take this anymore. You're not alone. And you don't only have to come here to be not alone. You're seeing, you know, in your streets when you talk to people, you're hearing it. 
33% of New Jerseyans like him, 38% dislike him. They give the governor an overall C. Would you uh, give him a C for what he's doing? 1-800-283-101.5. The man has given away tens of millions of dollars to people living in the country illegally, in the state illegally. Where are you? And if you were the governor, I mean, give me something. Do you think there's something that Murphy could have done or could do to make this better? You're the governor. What would you do? First thing I would do, get, get you have a chance here to really shine as far as the gas. Drop the sales tax. Drop the federal tax. Suspend them temporarily. Listen, you're not going to do this. We're not going to sit here and blame Russia. We're going to take matters into our own hands. Once upon a time, we did that in this country. You don't mess with us. We will find the way to beat you. We had that killer instinct. Now, oh, we'll show you, we're not going to buy gas. We're not going to buy Russian gas. That'll teach them. That'll teach them to sell to Europe. That'll teach them to sell to all the other countries that want the gas. Yeah. Stephen Colbert the other night, well, I'm willing to spend $15 a gallon if it'll stop Russia. He makes millions of dollars. But there are people who just go along and buy this crap. All right, one 800 Your thoughts, Governor Murphy's approval ratings have dropped. Have your approval ratings of Governor Murphy dropped? Have something to say on New Jersey. by Keystone Roofing and Siding is your home's exterior showing signs of age. Don't wait till it's too late. Call Keystone Roofing and Siding for a free evaluation. Roofing, siding, and windows, quality work, professionally done. Visit their new state-of-the-art showroom on Route 9 in Howell or call 732-637-8300. Steve Trevelisse. 1-800-283-101.5. Governor Murphy's uh, favorability is down. Only 33% favor the governor's job since he uh, began his second term. How do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. In Franklinville, we have Maureen on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mo. Hi. Hey, hey, that's my nickname. See that, right? I got that from the Curly Shuffle, but I'll take it. Hey, Mo. <laughs> Now you gotta think about that all night. I know, I did have to think about that. All the men refer to three stooges. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm giving Mercy a zero. A zero? Even the negative. You gave him the highest ratings he had all hour. You gave him a zero. Zero. Why is that? I have a question, which leads me to a question. Do you have happen to have the stats on how many people didn't actually go out and vote? I wish I did. I mean, how would you get that? I don't know. Only because I have a neighbor. Right. He talks the talk, knows every politician. Your neighbor or Murphy? And what? And my neighbor. Mm-hmm. So the congressional, you know, vote, we come back from voting. My husband and I, I'm like, oh, we just got back from voting. You know, did you go yet? He goes, no, I don't vote. <laughs> then you I can't complain. Scared. Then he can't well, complain. He can't complain. The guy talks like he he knows what's going. He knows everything that's going on. Oh, the Democratic Party, blah blah blah. Everything. Uh-huh. And then you don't go out and vote. Well, you know what? Like he doesn't deserve. He doesn't deserve a seat at the table. And got this guy back in office. Yeah, but you know what? It was a whole lot of people that didn't go out and vote that got this guy into office. I mean, not for nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. They didn't go out to vote. Now he's back in. No, but this was the same thing in the beginning when he first ran. 
I mean, uh, like yeah, 30, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty percent of the voters came out, and uh, he wasn't Trump. He wasn't Christie. And next thing you know, he won. No one had any idea who the guy was. And this right. is what we ended up with. So now I can imagine people getting so discouraged that they don't want to go out and vote, which I don't agree with. Because if you don't vote, you you can't say anything. You really don't have a seat at the table. And there's not going to be a change. That's why. Oh, there's going to be a change. I'm hoping he's going to keep Murphy on his toes. No, oh, there's going to be a change because you know what? There was so many, uh, so many decisions on the local level that changed. Uh, the Senate yeah. president changed. Ed Durr knocked out Steve Sweeney down in Gloucester. That okay. changed. Yeah, and he went and said, "I need another ninety days on a public health emergency." They said, "No, that changed." So yeah, I mean, the, yeah. expect the uh, the uh, approval rating to go to slide lo- lower than the Giants' record. Things are going to happen. Yeah, I hope. All right, Maureen, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. God willing, the Giants may actually do something today. Free agency started. <laughs> All right, Rob, Maureen, Gary, Nick, please hang out. I want to give you guys more time. Uh, Governor Murphy's favorability ratings have fallen in a new poll. I want to get your opinion of Governor Murphy. What do you like about him? What do you hate about him? What do you think he could do differently? What's driving you nuts? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Stick around. Jominski and Doyle. Ah, lots to talk about, lots to say. Steve Trevelis, you and me until 11 o'clock tonight. Talking Jersey. Well, 10 o'clock, William Shatner's going to be on. Denny Crane. Tiberius, James Tiberius Kirk, T.J. Hooker himself, as my dad says, and going into all. The man who chased gremlins and went up in space, who boldly went where no man has gone before, will be on at 10 o'clock. So stick around for that. Go to nj1015.com, check out my blogs, the best places to get the corned beef and cabbage, the recipe for the corned beef and cabbage, the best bar bands that aren't around anymore, WPST. Check it out. My memories. Once upon a time, I started on this end of the hall. And uh, actually, I started at that end of the hall and ended up on this end of the hall. It's a good story. You'll love it. But do you love Governor Murphy? The poll out last week shows that 33% of New Jerseyans have a favorable view of Governor Murphy. 38%? Not so much. Where do you put him on a scale of 1 to 10? 1-800-283-101.5. What do you like about Governor Murphy? What do you hate about Governor Murphy? What drives you nuts about Governor Murphy? Rob is in East Brunswick. Rob, thanks for waiting. You're on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Hello, buddy. How are you? Good. Um, Yeah, I've never voted before, right? Right. Until this election, and that was just a vote against Murphy. So nothing I could say would be favorable towards him, except for the fact that now I'm actually out there voting. Well, why did you, first of all, why did it take you so long to vote? And secondly, why did you vote so uh, hard against Murphy? Well, I honestly believe my vote really didn't count. All votes count. It's like, I'm I'm only one vote. It's more than um, everyone against me, so it's like, okay... I didn't really think it counted. No, but, it counts, Rob. It really counts. Yeah, and that's essentially what my girlfriend pointed out to me. You never know what could happen. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, the way, the way he uh, messed up and oversaw everything and... 
the pandemic, it really just uh, left a sour taste in my mouth. Okay, and now he's being reelected, and we got two more years of him, three more years of him. Yeah, and now with the gas prices, I can't even drive Uber as much as I was because I can't afford to drive Uber. That We're going to talk about that later on tonight because Uber has now come up with uh, kind of a gas surcharge. Have you heard about that? Yeah, and it's 50 cents per ride, but... if, if I do a ride that's 100 miles... Yeah, what good is it? 50 cents isn't going to cover the influx on using three gallons of gas to do that 50-mile ride. And it's even worth getting in the ride. car. Yeah. Yeah, so what was the point of that? You know, it, it didn't even make a difference. Exactly. All right, Rob, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Michael is in Tinton Falls on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Michael. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Michael? Good. What are you thinking? Well, I have nothing good to say about him. Okay. As what the previous guy said who was talking, Rob, is that he made me actually go out and vote this time. Really? I think Phil Murphy has some really good ideas, but I think he contradicts himself a lot. What do you mean by that? so for like the COVID situation, he wants everyone to get COVID tested. He mandated the vaccine for people who are working and in the healthcare industry. But then he lets immigrants come in and he doesn't make them get COVID tested. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't come in to get a better life, but they should do it the right way. And they should have to COVID test if we have to. I totally agree. And as far as the, you know, the prison guards had to get vaccinated, the prisoners did not have to get vaccinated. And who are you to tell people what they should do with their bodies, especially when the vaccine hasn't been proven effective? Uh, you know, and could have adverse reactions to people. Was Murphy going to take the responsibility if any prison guard actually got hurt from the vaccine? No, he hasn't taken any responsibility. And that's the thing that drives me most nuts. You know, the, the gas prices, it's the Russians' fault. No, it's not. Just be man enough to admit what the problem is and be smart enough to come up with a solution. But I haven't seen one solution that this man has come up with since he's been in office. Exactly. He has to start accepting the stuff that he's done wrong before he can move forward. Absolutely. Michael, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You know, it's uh, he loves the power of mandating this and a public health emergency and I will take control. But he doesn't lead us anywhere. Things end up worse long before they get better. And did they even ever get better? Gary's in Plainfield on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Gary. Hey, Bob. How are you? Call me Steve. I'm sorry. That's okay. You know, one of the things I like about you is that you have your Hudson County accent like I do. Oh, I good. Do. There you see that? We're simpatico. There we go. Uh, and your question prompted some thoughts going back to when Hudson County being really corrupt at its time, like Mako in, in North Bergen. Seiko Peter Mako, William Musta. Oh, my God. I, yeah. All right. So here's the thought process. As far as reading... Murphy on it. I forget what you said with the deficit, something like $231 million. 
200 billion is the deficit. In New 200 Jersey. billion. This was from uh, John Bra Senator John Bramnick. Okay. That's where I would rate him. Okay. Being a deficit on that. It can't okay. even be three on it. Um, he created this sports thing, um, gambling on, and he's. He didn't create it. He went to the Supreme Court and got it passed. Okay. Right? All right. So there's so much money that's coming into the state that they're benefiting, and we, Holly, are benefiting from. Um, from this. And going back in the day of old, I remember lottery was supposed to take care of the um, education right. and, and all this other stuff that went on that New Jersey hasn't benefited at all from. It. Same and with casino gambling. You know what? I was down in Atlantic City over the weekend. I did comedy at the Hard Rock Friday night. And, you know, walking around the casino and remembering uh, Bill Musto, the father of casino gambling. And where all the money was supposed to go. And here we are 50 years after the fact. And where did all the money go? We have no idea. Right. And didn't Murphy try to put through a bill about bailing out the, the brick and mortar casinos down in Atlantic City not too long ago? Mm -hmm. They wanted to do that, that the casinos were losing money down there. He wanted to put a bill forth, um, for that as well. Okay. Uh, so, but, but what really popped in my head is, if you're rating Murphy, let's go back to look at the other governors and, and where we signed, like Corzine. Same thing as Murphy, Wall Street. Yeah, but look at the only thing is I don't have all night to do that. And the problem is, like right now, you know, I'm just looking at this is where they're, they're picking up Murphy after the reelection. And from then, Murphy's favorability in the beginning came because he wasn't Trump or Christie. And that's how he won. And he promised us marijuana, and we never got it until we voted it ourselves, and we still don't have it. Gary, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Nick is in Monroe on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Nick, what are you thinking? Hey, good evening. Uh, it's a zero for me, definitely. Uh, another uh, zero. Yes. Uh, I think back to when he said if high taxes are your thing, New Jersey's not for you. And how do people... Uh, react to that and vote for him when he says that. Now we got to swallow. And they do. Swallow it. hard and take it. I understand. <laughs> yes, if my governor said that, I want him. If his approval ratings get so low, can he be impeached? Uh, no, unfortunately not. We are stuck uh, with the remainder of this. All right. I was hoping that if it went so low. Yeah, but you know what? You got a Democratic president who's uh, less bright than Murphy. You know, uh, and basically is to blame for the energy prices that we have now. Uh, how did they get this bad in, in such a short period of time? Everything was under control when he got the job. And now <laughs> look at where we are. So if, if Biden's the president, he's got, you know, he's behind Murphy. So I don't see Murphy getting impeached anytime soon. Nick, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. New poll out. 33% of New Jerseyans have a favorable view of Governor Murphy. And uh, 38% have an unfavorable view of Governor Murphy. Where do you come in? Here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic. Five wants you to get the luck of the Irish. You can instantly win a free $100 gift card to Wegmans Food Market. Just listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our Luck of the Irish secret code word. Enter in our app to win a $100 Wegmans gift card. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Edison Nissan on Route 1 in Edison. This St. Patrick's Day, get the Luck of the Irish. 
from New Jersey, 101.5. Yeah, lucky us. We got Murphy for a second term as governor. The approval ratings, not so good. 33% uh, favor, uh, 38% do not. Scale of 1 to 10, where do you come in on Governor Phil Murphy? For his second term. Uh, John is in Manchester, uh, New Jersey, on a 1.5. Hey, John. Yeah, I, I give him less than zero. I think he has to climb up just to hit bottom. Um, between raising the tolls, raising the gas tax, um, ever-increasing property taxes, his insensitive uh, comments about you know having to take it on the chin because we want to get rid of Putin, which makes Swallow hard and take it were the words. Swallow hard and take it. Thank you, Governor. No. Well, from my point of view, is this is a man who's worth well over fifty million dollars. He has no clue what it is for the middle class to have to spend an extra twenty five, thirty dollars a week on gas. And then on top of the food bills. And I know the gas cost isn't his um deal, it's actually a federal level thing. But still, the insensitivity is just... He could suspend the state tax, 42 cents. He could suspend the federal tax, 18 cents. He could save 60 cents on a gallon. And see, you know what? Desperate times call for desperate measures. Enough of this. I'm going to take control of my own state, and this is what we're going to do. When the pandemic hit and people were put out of jobs and people had no money, he could have easily said, we're suspending the property tax this quarter. We're going to give you guys a break. All the small but no. businesses closing in addition to that, all that. Like how many small businesses went under because, you know, stay at home, mass mandate, this, that, and other thing. I mean, I work in the restaurant industry. He told us we were going to open up on July 4th. Everybody goes out, buys food, oh, yeah. you know, make schedules. And then on July 2nd, he goes, oh, you know what? Nah, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And then the thing with the bars, where you got to close the bar at 10 o'clock at night because the virus knows if you show up after 10 o'clock. And you couldn't have bar stools by the bar. Uh, so now, you know, 70%, 75% of liquor sales, according to my friend Gene Nagel at Comedy Cove, come from the bar. And now you can't even sit at the bar. So, you know, it's just like putting people out of business. And in the name of what? Because when all was said and done, we had the worst deaths per capita from COVID. Of any other state and any other country, and this is where we are. If we were a country, we'd have been the world. I mean, it would have been better off Murphy just had stayed in, in Massachusetts, ran for office over there, and messed up their place. You know, why do you have to move to Jersey and mess up our deal? You know what? I got a better question. Why do we have to elect them? You know, and that's the part. These well, people just blindly going along with the plan, and that was the problem. people had showed up at the polls and voted like they were supposed to, this wouldn't have been the case, but... Too many Republicans, they wash their hands of it. They sit back at home and say, oh, well, we don't stand a chance, so let's not even bother. Well, that was the and same thing that happened the first time. When uh, Trump and, yeah, you know, it happened the first time. We were going to get marijuana. We never got the marijuana. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Now we got the marijuana, and they don't know how to give us the marijuana. And now they're trying to figure out how to spend the money, money that we don't even have. Let's find out how we have a big meeting on Wednesday night. It's a third meeting. What do we do with the money? <laughs> Lisa is in Hillsborough on New Jersey 101.5. We'll get to that. Hi, Lisa. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Murphy's the biggest joke on the planet. Last October, when they reevaluate the annual gas tax, the right. gas tax went down. Right. It didn't go down at the pump. 
it went down like, I don't know, 8, 10, 12 cents, whatever it was. And they were like, oh, these are the reasons that you're not going to see it as pump. However, when the gas tax goes up, it goes up today. And tomorrow we see it on the pump. No, no, I get okay. that, but because they they have to they have to pay for the gas that's coming in. That's why the gas tax goes up. They already pay. They already paid for what's in the ground, but they're going to have to pay for what they're going to have to get, and that's why the gas tax goes up. Is that what you're asking? This is the tax, this is the tax to fix the road. That one that they oh the road. Yeah, make sure you vote so you force us to fix the road. Yeah, and then they were going to use that to borrow to do other stuff, put the money in escrow and use that to borrow to do other things. And in the, in the year, uh, the first year of COVID, they raised the tax because nobody was driving and buying gas. Right. Now, last year, everybody's buying the gas, they got a surplus, and the tax went down, but it was never reflected in the price of gas. No. Well, here's another thing. You talk about the road tax. When you buy gas... That taxes for the road. So what happens now if you're driving an electric car and you're not buying gas? Right. How do you pay the road tax? They come and get you anyway. They come and get the rest of the people that are driving the gas cars. No, but what's going to happen is they're going to have to come up with some kind of a way. They may like you're going to have to pay road tax because yes. because you're not buying gas, so you're still driving on the road. So you have to you get some kind of usage tax. Exactly. Exactly. Lisa, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. You know him, you love him. He's been your governor for the last couple of years, and he's been reelected. How do you feel about Phil Murphy? A lot of New Jerseyans are not crazy about the man. 33% have a favorable view, according to a Rutgers Eagleton poll. 38% have an unfavorable view. Where do you come in? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, uh... You take a look at what's going on. Take a look at what's going on with the whole state, where we are with the gas, where we are with um, undocumented illegals, how much we're paying to keep them here, where we're at with uh, the masks. We finally got the masks off, and I think we got them off because he sees the way the wind is blowing, and they could end up coming back. Now you're hearing wind out of New York about a possible fourth uh, COVID shot. Are you kidding me? Well, yeah, but are you surprised by that? Would it really shock you if they came up with a fourth and a fifth and a sixth? Originally, it was one. There was two. Okay. Then suddenly, a while later, oh, look, we need a third one. Now we need a fourth one. Because did anyone believe that the third virus, the third booster shot, was going to be like the one that was going to cover you for eternity? No. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and on and on and on. And we still don't hear the push about the treatments. Only now I'm starting to see commercials on television. Ask about the pill. Oh, there's a pill. Good. Okay. We're getting there. 1-800-283-101.5. Pfizer really wants you to take the vaccine. They'll tell you this Viagra in it. It's not, but they should tell you that. 1-800-283-101.5. You got to do what you got to do. It's 8.30. Now the latest New Jersey news from 101.5, The Gin Blossoms, Robin Wilson, now singing with the Smithereens and doing a great job. Do yourself a favor, go see the Smithereens when you get a chance. They are so freaking great. Marshall Crenshaw also sings with them. But I digress. 
Um, Governor Murphy, 33% like him. Uh, 38% not so crazy about him. This is since re-election, new Rutgers Eagleton poll. Where do you come in on the governor? Raymond's in Rockaway. Buonasera. Buonasera, Steve. Buonasera. Uh, first of all, do you know we have two Putins in this world? One of them is Mr. Joe Biden, right. and the other one is Putin from Russia. And uh, Mr. Biden is killing America because he doesn't want to do anything. And I hope Mr. Mr. Murphy can put the pressure to open a keystone line so we can all live peacefully and cheaper. Even Elon Musk said we got to start producing oil. I mean, I don't know, like, who's controlling Biden, and Murphy's not going to stand up for anybody or anything. He's going along with the plan, although I give him I credit. They all want to make money, period. But they're not making money here. I mean, what are we doing? You know, I mean, Murphy at least held off while New York and Philadelphia or New York and Pennsylvania were masking up. He didn't force everyone to wear masks everywhere, only in the schools. So I, mean, I give him credit for that. But, yeah, I mean, as far as the gas goes, what the hell are we supposed to do? I can't believe all these Democrat politicians... They don't have any brains. All they do is just making money and talk, 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 talk for nothing. I, I tell you. I agree. You know, Raymond, thank I, I, I see so it. many people suffering here. Yeah. And you walk the streets every day. You come in contact. You're like you're like the mayor up there. You talk to everybody. You got the temperature in town. You know everybody, what's going on. Everybody. And I have a, and I have a sign on my car, and I said, the next Putin, which is <laughs> our president, oh, no. I don't know. All right, Raymond. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. It's come down to this, though. You, 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 there's no backup plan. How do you get out of fossil fuel industry without a backup plan to keep people happy, to keep people moving? But they did. And what you don't hear, you know, you it's always this us and them thing. It's always, you know, they're the bad guys. We're the good guys. And Jay Leno's coming on this week. I can't wait to talk to him about the state of late night television. Because you get these puppet hosts like Colbert and Fallon. You know, Fallon didn't want to be the puppet. Fallon was forced to be the puppet because Fallon, you know, all he wanted to do was make people laugh. And they got down on him for that. Jimmy Kimmel used to be a fun comic. Then all of a sudden, he got political. Leno said, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. I'm going to go tell jokes. But it's like there's no plan. There's no like, okay, well, other than blaming on the Russians, even though it was 362 a gallon when Russia invaded Ukraine, other than blaming on the Russians, what is the plan to get America moving again? Electric cars, how long before we're able to afford them? How long before you cut the gas prices or you put us in position to be able to afford them? When you look ahead uh, in this regime, in this governor, in this president, do you see your dream? Do you see a path to victory? Do you see a road to success? You don't. You know, we, it has to get much worse before it gets better. Why? It wasn't that bad before. When Biden got the country, 
Gas was two dollars a gallon. I remember gas filling up at a dollar ninety nine. Now, you couldn't dream of a dollar ninety nine. And at what point do you think is going to get to a dollar ninety nine? It's just you know if you if you're going to get out of the fossil fuel business, then you build up the Green New Deal until you say, okay, now we're ready to make a smooth transition. And then go, go do yourself a favor. Go read Dennis Malloy's article on the electric cars. Go see what these cars are all about, and uh, you know, and the danger they pose. Especially if you're parking them, uh, you know, if you're parking them below, under buildings. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. This is a real problem, and we have a governor who uh, really, you know, there's nothing he can do. There are things he can do, but he just won't do it. And again, I'll make it easy. Lower, you know, get rid of the federal tax, get rid of the gas tax, suspend them, you know, suspend them indefinitely. And then you tell the government, hey, fix this problem. We shouldn't have to deal with this. This is not what you voted for. Dennis, what it could be like in New Jersey to change to those electric cars. Read the article, and it tells you just about these cars, about what can happen. You see cars lined up for 50 yards in a video waiting to be charged. It could take anywhere from 30 minutes to 12 hours to charge a car. This is what this is, this is what they want. You know, uh, ship-carrying expensive EVs caught fire in the Atlantic Ocean last month. After 13 days of not being able to put out the fire, the vessel sank about 250 miles off the coast of the Azores. You need special chemicals to extinguish lithium battery fires. So if you got these cars parked under buildings and got the bid, one of them catches fire, what are we going to do? Jane's in Wall under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jane. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm great. Now the Sanchez is gone, but that's another story. He'll <laughs> uh, love Minnesota. Uh, Christmas in March. Uh-huh. But uh, the only way we're going to see those uh, gas prices go down is when Biden is out of office. He's kowtowing to the very far left people in his in his party, and he's so afraid to go against them, specifically those four women. And uh, in a nutshell, when you heard John Kerry say, um, with everything going on in Ukraine, and they were talking about Putin, his comment was, well, I hope he's still paying attention to climate change. And I, they worship at the altar of, of climate change. That's, that's their God. And uh, if you look at what it costs to buy an electric car, it's ridiculous. $50,000 and up. But even Elon Musk yeah. said we have to start coming up with our own fuel. And he owns Tesla. Well, we have fossil fuels, and you keep them in place. You don't completely eliminate something and then try to replace it with something. To replace it with the electric car, that's so far down the road. Mm-hmm. But to totally eliminate fossil fuels is, is ludicrous. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. You need fossil fuels for the elect- electrical uh, grid. Just from a business standpoint, you keep fossil fuel to supply the world, and you don't give that, you don't hand that market over to Russia. Jane, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. But your thoughts 
on your governor, Dennis and Judy. Hi, NJ Spine and Wellness. NJ Spine and Wellness is your team of experts in neck and back pain. Visit the orthopedic and pain management specialist at NJSW.com or call 877-333-NJSW to learn more about how you can relieve pain and get better faster today. NJSW.com. Let's talk about Governor Murphy, shall we? Um, he has a 33% approval rating, a 38% unfavorable rating, according to a Rutgers Eagleton poll. So I'm asking, like, what do you like about Governor Murphy? What do you not like about Governor Murphy? How would you rate Governor Murphy's job so far uh, since the reelection? Maggie is in Hamilton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Maggie. Hi, how are you? Good, you? Good. You're already laughing. I haven't said anything yet. We haven't begun the conversation. You're cracking up. No, because I, I, I usually don't call into a radio station, but Me I neither. don't like Murphy. <laughs> you know what? You see this? This governor is so on your nerves that you don't even call a radio station. But for this, you will pick up the phone and call me just to vent. Go ahead. Well, I'm a nurse. And he mandated the vaccine. Right. And people were losing their jobs. Right. And now he's mandated the booster. And we have until April 11th to get the booster or we'll lose our jobs as a healthcare worker. Well, what about now they're coming up with a fourth shot? What's the story on that? Um, I'm not getting that. <laughs> no. no. I draw the line at three. You know it's never going to stop, right? You know that if they couldn't get it done in two shots, they're not going to get it done in three shots, four, five, six. You know, I'll be, I'll be on here like five years from now. It's time for your 105th booster shot, people. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, they're going to try to make it like the flu vaccine, probably. Well, you could see that, and they're going to get to a point where they're going to say, we can no longer afford to give it out for nothing, but you have to have it. Right. And let, when we were all in lockdown and he was able to go to Italy and do all his, yeah, uh, you know, travel all over. We weren't on lockdown. Most of us were on lockdown. He could do whatever he wants. Exactly. But, I mean, as a... I, I can't believe people didn't remember that at the polls. <laughs> you know what? I don't understand what people think. They go out and they buy the lie, whatever lies being fed to them. But as a healthcare worker, didn't you like the idea that here you are busting your ass 24-7 and they honor you with planes flying in the sky? Yeah, we're flying over to hospital now. Yeah, could you drop a few dollars from the plane as long as you're flying over to hospital? Would that be nice? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad. Oh, the honor guard is there and everybody's there. So it's a proud moment. Could you drop a few dollars? Nothing, right? And now Nothing. these these home tab, these hospital heroes, they got signs on the lawn. A yearly, you need to get the vaccine? Get the hell out of here. You're out of a job. <laughs> well, now with the booster, the same thing. It's just ridiculous. Well, why? I don't understand if you can still get the virus, why they're forcing you to get a boot. Is it an insurance thing? Uh, no, because if I guess if you have an adverse reaction, they're not going to be re held liable for it, right? No, but I mean, but why would they be forcing people? And it's like if you if they fire healthcare workers, if they fire nurses, you know, and you got people whose safety depends on you guys, what do they do when your replacement doesn't know what you know and you know what to do? Well, they get the travel nurses in who have no idea what they're doing. Well, some do. I shouldn't say that. There's some good travel nurses, mm -hmm. but some. 
you know, the money's there. They're making great money. Yeah, I heard those travel nurses do really well, right? They're like mercenaries. They just go from state to state, grabbing the bucks. I'm in, I'm out. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Oh, my God. So it, it's just, this is ridiculous, all of this. <laughs> it, it truly is. Do you feel better now, Maggie? Yeah, I do. I do. See? Do. Now we're, we're not going to, we don't have to wear the masks anymore. But in the hospital, we still do, but at least outside. <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, anytime you have a problem, anytime you feel like you want to vent, now you know where I am. You call and you let us Thank know. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Have a great night. And I appreciate you and, and all that you do. Thanks. You got Thank it. You. Have a great night. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Look at this. Look at this. Poor Maggie, healthcare worker. And he makes her put the mask on. You don't see him. Makes her put the mask on. 1-800-283-101.5. That's all, Governor Murphy. Check out Dominsky's article on nj1015.com about Governor Murphy. Check out the results of the Eagleton poll, the Rutgers Eagleton poll. Uh, the favorability rating is going down, down, down. Uh, while, while, while guest prices go up, up, up. His approval rating goes down, down, down. Governor Murphy will show you. I don't know the rest of the words to that, so we'll have to work on it. All Jersey. All It's all right. Whatever gets you through the night. I'll tell you what gets you through the night. You get me through the night. Your calls at 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Many, 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 many years ago, I once worked at a station called WPST when they were on 97.5, and I wrote a story about it because every day when I leave here, uh, PST is right across the hall now, and I look at the window, and I look at the call letters, and I, I flash back. So I flashed back for you, and I called some of my friends, Tom Taylor and Dave Heffel and Jay Sorensen, and we all flashed back, and it's on nj1015.com, along with three words to describe New Jersey. I asked you for three words to describe New Jersey. Boy, did you give me words to describe New Jersey. They're on nj1015.com, along with the great recipe for corned beef and cabbage, if you don't know how to do it by now, places to get it if you don't want to do it by now, and uh, also uh, the great bands that are no longer around and the clubs that are no longer around that we used to see them in. Go to nj1015.com. I remember working on a Howard Stern show doing the updates and Stutter and John was sent to the Ringo press conference and he asked Ringo Starr, who's coming here on uh, the Count Basie Theater on June 10th, trying to get him on, uh, what did you do with the money? And Ringo says, what money? And John says, the money your mother gave you for singing lessons. Well, <laughs> I liked it. Here in New Jersey, they're trying to figure out what to do with the money. What money? The money we're going to make from marijuana. What marijuana? The marijuana we still don't have yet. The Governor Murphy was supposed to get for us. But uh, apparently uh, it's legal. We voted it legal. We had to go to the ballot, go to the polls, and make it legal. But they still can't figure out how to get it to us. But let's not put the cart in front of the horse. Let's start spending the money before we even have it. And uh, three virtual meetings are held, the third of which is coming up this Wednesday, 7th and on Zoom. Go to nj1015.com. You can get all the details. Uh, the registration to speak closes 5 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, but the commission is accepting written comments through the end of the week. So what should we do with the money? Um, public hearings, are, this is uh, Dino Fleming who wrote this, public hearings are specifically meant to gather ideas on how funds raised from the cannabis fees and funds should be used for social equity projects. 
or whatever the hell that is. 70% of all tax revenue from retail sales of cannabis items will go towards investments in impact zones, socially and economically disadvantaged municipalities that were harmed by the war on drugs. I don't remember tanks rolling into any city armed with war on drugs decals. I don't think that's the way it went down. I mean, the war on drugs is a joke because drugs basically kicked our ass. Up one side and down the other. Drugs was kind of like, I don't know, a, 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 giant, a giant game against any of the last six opponents. Uh, but now the, they want to come up with a way to spend the money. And here are some of the ways. About 20 individuals spoke at the most recent hearing. Each hearing has a two-hour runtime. Uh, definitely black maternal health is a major issue. Uh, Pastor Charles Boyer, Charles Boyer, director of Salvation and Social Justice, told commissioners also revitalizing a lot of blighted spaces and housing stock in order to create community spaces. Uh, I guess, you know, I don't know, but I guess all maternal health would be an issue. Uh, Raquel Romans Henry from the same group suggested investment begin into a deep dive into schools in impact zones. We spend so much money on schools in impact zones, on students. There's $28,000 in Asbury Park in Camden. And uh, what kind of a graduation rate do we see? The money for the excise fee should not be spent on law enforcement, she added. Law enforcement already secures a significant amount of state funding while we are calling for a significant community investments into harm reduction services. Well, uh, you want, instead of spending money on law enforcement, why not give law enforcement the opportunity to just do their jobs and, you know, take the restrictions off of them? Earl Brown of OCM Advisory Group in Montclair recommends that funding be used to initiate entrepreneur ecosystems in black and brown communities. How about all communities? How about all communities and all... Re- this whole thing about division... We're all about division. We're the United States of America. We're all about division. How about all communities that are affected by the war on drugs? All races, all creeds, all people who were affected. How do we help them? If we consider the recreational cannabis industry as a growth industry, this is an opportunity for those communities to get in on the ground floor, says Brown. And you know what? I'll go with that. So... Where exactly are the communities affected by the war on drugs? Because as far as I know, drugs are all over New Jersey. They're in the rich communities. They're in the poor communities. And with the amount of money drugs brings in, you would figure that the poor communities would get a lot richer. Common sense. But what would you do with the money? Uh, you know, again, you know, I, I remember when I had John Bramnick on, I said, you know, where's the money going to go from marijuana into the abyss? $200 billion, $200 billion deficit in New Jersey. Sports betting money, $200 billion deficit in New Jersey. So now we're going to do, do the social thing. Uh, exactly what does that mean? Exactly where will the money go? Let's play along. I'll play. Let's say that they take this marijuana money that we don't have yet, and they put it into poor downtrodden communities. What do you think is going to happen when the poor downtrodden communities become rich affluent communities? What happens 
when Hoboken then turns into Hoboken now. You see who's living in Hoboken? Not the people in those communities. 1-800-283-101.5. But what would you do with the money? If you could could figure out a way to spend the marijuana money in New Jersey, what would you do? Where would you divert the tax funds, right? Let's say we have this influx of marijuana money coming from the cannabis industry. In Colorado, it it goes towards education, right? The lottery was supposed to go toward education. Um, Sports betting, I don't know where the hell that's going. It just keeps going, though, right? Billions of dollars coming in every month. It just keeps going. But if you could have a say in where you would like the marijuana tax dollars to go, where would you want them to go? 1-800-283-101.5. To improve communities. How would you improve the community with the marijuana money? Now, I have a couple of ideas here, and I want to run them by you and tell me what you think. Number one... And the weed man has been on here a number of times. Uh, So many times he has his own song here. But, you know, Ed Fortune's called in and he talks about why not take people who basically sacrifice their lives in the marijuana industry. And by sacrifice their lives, I mean, you know, going to jail uh, when it was illegal. And take these people who understand the business of marijuana to grow the marijuana industry here in New Jersey. Now you're rehabbing people. Now you're giving people who were in a life of crime when marijuana was illegal, and you're rehabilitating them and giving them responsible jobs in the cannabis industry. Uh, There's one way to go. The other way to go, Jeff, please hang on. I want to give you more time. I don't want to just cut you off in 30 seconds, so hang out. Uh, the other idea I've got, as you're looking for uh, the, to help the people in the downtrodden communities, we don't know the story of everyone in the downtrodden community. But if you were to find people who were affected by, you know, affected adversely by marijuana in a downtrodden community, and you want to go rebuild the community, then what I think you should do is you take those people who were affected adversely by marijuana, uh, by the industry, and again, it's drugs makes a lot of money, uh, but you find the people who are effect, affected adversely, give them rent control apartments. So that this way, when, you know, when they come in and, for lack of a better word, gentrify the neighborhood, well, not everybody gets to go. Some people get to stay in rent-controlled apartments and live the change and see the change and live the change and not be tossed out by the change if, in fact, there is a change. But when it comes to New Jersey and the people in New Jersey, what do we get? We get the small change. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. I can catch you on right now. i got two open slots. Jeff, hang on. Here's fast traffic. We're here for point five. Steve Trevelis. All right. New Jersey uh, finally got the marijuana legalized. We haven't gotten it out there yet, but we will. Someday we will. Uh, when we do, how should New Jersey spend the money? It's going to be a series of public hearings specifically to discuss that. Apparently, they've got to stay inside the community. 
Public hearings are specifically meant to gather ideas on how funds raised from cannabis fees and funds should be used for social equity projects. Jeff is in East Orange on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jeff. Jeff, what happened? We lost him. Poor guy. Jeff, call back. He sat through that entire commercial break. And just when I put him on the air, hangs up. Maybe he just wanted to listen. You know, maybe, you know, we have an app. You don't have to do that. We have an app. You download the app. You put it on your smartphone. And uh, you hear us. You have to worry about hanging on the line. We don't have to do listen lines. We'll do listen lines if you want. But anyway, uh, 70% of all tax revenue from the retail sales of cannabis items is going to go toward investments in impact zones, socially and economically disadvantaged municipalities that were harmed by the war on drugs. Now, I don't, again, I don't understand how it gets harmed by the war on drugs. Like, do we specific pinpoint that? But if we're saying, like, we're going to turn Camden into Hoboken, well, you have to make sure that the people who survived Camden get to stay in Camden. That's why I say I think it would be a great idea if they were to do something like that, if they were to go in and rebuild these neighborhoods, then set up some kind of rent control so that the people who live through it can thrive under it and can have a nice place in a nice neighborhood, you know, what they hoped and dreamed of before it all went to hell. What do you think? one 800 283 And the other thing, you know, where would you put the money? I don't even know, like, how, because you know what happens. Jersey gets a lot of money, and we don't see anything from it. I worked as a mobile DJ for many years, and uh, back in the PST days, and I also did, uh, I do comedy. And I remember one big weekend, going back to a long time ago, I think it was 1984, had a whole bunch of, it was like one of those weekends, Valentine's Day weekend, and everybody worked their ass off. And I made, I, I took home like a couple thousand dollars. And I remember buying something. I bought a whole living room, like furniture, wall unit, very expensive wall unit. And I'd look at that wall unit and I'd say, that's Valentine's Day, 1984. And I used to brag on it. I I saw the fruits of my labor. Of course, you can't do that now because the fruits of your labor go in your gas tank. They go go in your envelopes for your bills or, or they go online as you pay your bills, whatever. But with marijuana... Like the um, sports betting, you know, to see this money come into New Jersey and not be able to point to something that it's done. Whoever runs for governor after Phil Murphy, it'd be great if they could just, you know, if Phil Murphy were running for re-election and he could never do this, point to something. See that? This paid for that. We don't have that. 1-800-283-101.5. one 800 So here we are with, uh, and is this like, is this just, I don't know, are they messing with us? Yeah, you get to tell us what we're going to do with the money. And then you don't really see anything happening with the money. And again, I ask, where does the sports betting money go? You know, is uh, anyone, you know, have the school systems improved? Has your school tax gone down because we have the lottery? No. If you, in my opinion, if you're talking about like, okay, we're going to get, we're going to get sports betting in New Jersey, 
Just stop there. Forget about we're going to make a lot of money. We're going to get sports betting in New Jersey. I'm going to get a chance to win money if I hit a bet. Not we're going to get sports betting. You know, we've got sports betting in New Jersey, and the state is doing really well with it. And I'm so glad we got sports betting because my property tax went down. Not happening. My school tax went down. The lottery, all the money coming in from the lottery. My wife can't drive past a bodega without stopping in and buying a friggin' lottery tickets. Every time I get in my car, the ashtrays, everything is filled with scratch-offs. Yet I don't see one thing in the state that I could say, well, this is the product. This is why. I'm glad you buy all those tickets because look at how much less we're paying for school. Mm-mm. 1-800-283-101.5. So here we are with the public hearings to, desert, to figure out where the money's going to go from the cannabis industry when it gets up and running. Where would you like it to go? If you were going to go to the meeting, if we had the meeting right now on the radio, where would you like it to go? By no later than April 30th, the New Jersey uh, Cannabis uh, Recreation Commission needs to make a spending recommendation to the New Jersey legislature and Governor Murphy. Cannabis Regulation Commission, right? We're listening to you, said Commissioner Kristen Ash. We need more people to step up and tell us your ideas. Look at this. I got a radio station right here, and nobody's stepping up with any ideas. This is how beaten down we are with it. Yeah, right. You want to know what we want to do with the money? Sure. This is how much confidence we have. New Jersey wants your input on how to spend marijuana tax dollars to improve communities. It's such a, I don't know, you'd have to look at each specific community. What what are you going to do? Put in a street light? Put in a park bench? What's going to improve the community with marijuana tax dollars? And the other thing about marijuana tax dollars, if you want to sell marijuana in New Jersey, you're going to have to be competitive. Because the guys that are selling it now are not going to go away just because you got into the marijuana business. 1-800-283-101.5. Public hearings are meant to gather ideas on how the funds raised from the cannabis fees and funds should be used for social equity projects. 70% of all tax revenue from retail sales of cannabis items will go toward investments in impact zones, socially and economically disadvantaged municipalities that were harmed by the war on drugs. I'm not exactly sure which of those towns are. Like I said, I don't remember the war on drugs being an actual war. Nobody rolled through with a tank or anything. But now we got, you know, here we are having to come up with some kind of an idea. Again, my idea, if you're going to change, if you're going to rebuild communities, and you really want to help the people in those communities, then make sure they don't get forced out of those communities after you build your big, beautiful high-rises and stuff. And then tell them, oh, well, sorry, you can't afford to live here. 1-800-283-101.5. And the other thing, hire the people who run the business. Ellen's in Pennsylvania on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Ellen. Oh, hi, Steve. Now, I, I don't know how intelligent this is, but I thought, you know, maybe give somebody a leg up with uh, food, rent, and, uh, oh, brother. Um, I like that. 
Well, yeah, and just clean the leg up and uh, gently use clothing. And maybe then you get a job, you know, if they're able. You know what? That's it. But you know what? You're going to have a whole industry that they could work in and, you know, and give them training. And, you know, give them a chance. You know, like the, you know, the saying, you know, give them a fish to eat for today, teach them to fish to eat for life. Well, this is a way right. to teach somebody to fish. Ellen, great stuff. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 930. Now, the latest New Jersey 930, 101.5, Steve Trevely. It's going to be a series of meetings. New Jersey wants your input on how to spend marijuana tax dollars to improve communities, those affected by the war on drugs. Listen, if you ever get a chance to bet the war on drugs now that we have sports betting in New Jersey, take the drugs, give the points. 1-800-283-101.5. William Shatner coming up after the 10 o'clock news. Here's Kyle on the turnpike on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Steve. How's it going? I haven't called in a while. I'm glad you're back. Hey, what's up? So I have a partial idea. Um, why don't a, por- a portion of the sale go towards an increased pay in jury duty instead of this whole $5 a day thing, maybe increase it to like 50 or $60 a day? That's not a bad idea. And also I have another idea Another idea where a lot of these communities are actually against putting, like, a local shop in their town. So the communities, so the communities that want to have a shop in their town, why don't a portion of that go directly towards that township? Well, you know what? A portion of that will go directly towards that township. It's called taxes, right? Oh, taxes, yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah, so I mean, like, I, see, there's a thing. You want to benefit from the war on drugs. I don't understand this whole war on drugs thing. Like I said, you, you think that, like, you know, like tanks rolled in and the towns are in ruins. I don't see that. I want to know if, you know, if you're going to, if this is how you want to improve communities, then come up with a plan that would do it. So specifically, you could look at it and say, okay, here's the marijuana money. Here's what it's doing. At least jury duty, we could see, well, this is where it went. There's never a direct line, Kyle, from where the money, you know, where the money goes. Where's the sports betting money? Where's the arrow from? Here's the money we bring in in taxes from sports betting. And here's the lower school taxes. Or here's the lower property taxes. No, we don't get that. Or here's a street light. We don't even get that. So when you're dealing with the marijuana, it's like, okay, well, here's the money coming in. It got that. And I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, I'm all for the increased jury duty. I've only been summoned once in my life. and I never, I'm never. i only 29, and I never I never got called on to a case. But you see, it's the whole $5. It's like most of these places charge you more just to park your car during the day. And then yeah, cost, I, cost, cost of gas anymore. You're losing money actually getting called to go to jury duty. Absolutely. You're always losing money, right? You know, and that's the idea. I think their jobs don't have to pay you, though, for the day. But. No. No. The the state pays you. As far as I know, the state pays you. So you don't even you got to take off from work, use vacation days, whatever, and the state gives you was it five dollars a day or whatever. Five dollars. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Governor Murphy. Yeah. How about yeah? How about how about we spend the money there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, COVID vaccine. You get a vaccine, you get a free donut. Like, yeah, really. I, 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 it's so bad that you have to get a vaccine just to get the donut. Remember, we used to give blood to get the orange juice in the donut, right? This is what it the one where you had to go. You had to go out to Coney Island just to get your free hot dog or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, now we got the shot and a beer. If you get the vaccine, they'll give you a shot. They'll give you a beer to go with the shot. Because I'm willing to sell my soul. Talking about it. Yeah, really. Now that's a different yeah, story. Yeah. 
<laughs> if they do the gallon, two things, you get the gallon of gas, or if you get the Pfizer vaccine, they got to put Viagra in it. Now, they'll be lined up for the booster shots. Kyle, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I need a booster. Count me out. Fourth vaccine, fifth vaccine, sixth vaccine. I don't care. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. So New Jersey wants your ideas. We have no ideas. That's it. We have no ideas. What the hell are we going to do with the marijuana money? Like, you know. I only have to say you heard it here first. You know we're never going to see this money. You know we're never going to see this marijuana money go anywhere, into the except for the abyss that is New Jersey. Somebody will make up with it. Somebody will make out with it. Whatever. You know, just like the sports betting money. I defy anyone, any politician right now, one 800 call in, tell me exactly what happened to the sports betting money. Where does it go? What has it done? How is it helping? What can we say we got from all the money on sports betting? Nothing. That's going to be the same way with marijuana. We're going to improve communities with marijuana, but not all communities. Just the communities that are downtrodden, uh, harmed by the war on drugs. Okay, which community? Anybody got a city? Anybody in a name? A community that was harmed by the war on drugs? Who exactly was harmed by the war on drugs? Those that got involved in the war on drugs and didn't work out. 1-800-283-101.5. So here we are. Uh, Three hearings. And they're looking for your ideas. So it's going to be real interesting because if you don't come up with some ideas, then they're going to go with what they got. And what they got doesn't look too promising. So... 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. What do we do with the money? Provided we even have, if anything, take the marijuana money and open up like fast food restaurants. Right? Now the marijuana money would generate the fast food restaurants will be frequented by the people who are taking the weed. Everybody wins. Take the people who... Uh, Put their lives on the line for weed by going to jail, by working in an illegal business, legalize the business. And now you've got an incredible workforce, a well-trained machine that knows what to do. And let them go make money for corporate greed. Because corporate greed is going to own the businesses. You know that. So now you're putting people to work. You're rehabilitating people in a way. 1-800-283-101.5. Like I said, William Shatner coming up uh, after the 10 o'clock news. In the meantime, New Jersey wants your input on how to spend marijuana tax dollars to improve communities. Got any ideas? Faith and Bagara. Say payday to a local small business. Nominate your favorite New Jersey small business to win $10,000 of New Jersey 101.5 advertising plus an NJBIA membership. Enter now on our app or NJ1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, the NJBIA, the New Jersey Business and Industry Association. Support small businesses. Give them a 10K payday from New Jersey. 101.5. Steve Trevelis. All right, what are we going to do with all the money that we're going to make from selling weed in New Jersey? we got to help the community. Hunters in Freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Hunter, what do you got in mind? Hey, um, I, I heard you earlier. You said how you're wondering how the war on drugs is harming communities. 
And yes. there's a, an academic I really like that I want to just throw out there. Maybe people could check out. Yeah. Um, his name is Thomas Sowell. He's a academic. He writes a lot about economics and he's written how um, the war on drugs has, you know, made um, urban and black communities uh, worse off and shows us it's, it's not helping. And he has some really good papers. I wanted to throw it out there. And I appreciate it. What would you do? Well, what would I do to, to solve the war on drugs problem? Yeah, why not? We could do anything. Sure, sure. It's it's 9.50 at night on a Monday. We have the world at our hands. Hunter, what do you want to do? Sure, sure. I mean, some of my ideas, I just like all drugs to be legal. I kind of think of the same as, as prohibition. Right. Um, you know, people, people still die of drinking alcohol. Um, and alcohol is legal, and people would still die of overdosing on drugs. But right. my hope would be that drugs would be a bit safer. Um, I have friends that have overdosed on heroin because you know, there's fentanyl in it. Right. Um, I would hope that they'd be safer and cleaner. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. But the only problem is, just like marijuana, if you do that, they're going to be more expensive. And that's why I think this marijuana industry is going to be as lucrative as people think because the cheaper guy is still going to be there. And he's going to be much cheaper. Going to be much cheaper. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, so you're going to say we're going to buy we're going to buy government inspected weed, which is going to be taxed seventy percent to help the communities, which is going to have all these different bells and whistles attached to it, or you're going to get it from the guy you always got it from, and he's going to charge you what he's always been charging you. So they're going to have to be competitive, and you're going to have to hire people, which I don't think they'll do, who have an understanding of the business. You can't. They won't hire criminals. But if you dealt marijuana, you were a criminal. So yeah. who's running this thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It's all it's all complicated, and I just like it to be, you know, a free market and a little bit safer for people. Yeah. But, I agree with you. Hunter, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Victoria is in Camden County on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Victoria. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Not bad. So what do you think about if, so of course, we don't think we're going to see the money, but if we did. <laughs> if we did, right. Think about dropping like a state-of-the-art trade school in these areas that have been quote-unquote, devastated by the war on drugs, and something that adults and youth could access. Mm -hmm. And the Small Business Association from New Jersey could go in there and teach entrepreneurship and finance and marketing and build up the community. Built on the I rubble from when it. the tanks rolled in from the war on drugs. <laughs> Yes, no, the right. war, the war on drugs, and here we go. It just looks like it looks like Yucca Flats after the blast. The war on drugs. Yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea because it just gives people a chance. It gives people a chance to make their own dream. If you you go to the you know you say this is the money. Now, are you going to with this money? Is that means you're going to give out free education? Or just well, build the school. If you're going to say that we want to lift up that particular community, right. then we could do it as an exchange process. We could say, you attend this community, you use this program, you graduate from it, you go on to work successfully or develop an entrepreneurship, and then you have to give back to this community. You have to 
assist in rehabilitating housing in whatever it is that you do, whether you're an electrician, a plumber, a builder, you have to give back to that community and rebuild it and lift it up. I like that. You know what? So basically, uh, maybe in lieu of tuition or partial scholarship, you agree that we'll give you the education. Afterwards, you will give us, quote unquote, community service where you will work off your tuition by helping out in the community. Yeah. Victoria. This is beautiful. Monday night, 954, we have solved the problem of the war on drugs. That is beautiful. Congratulations. That's a great idea. All righty. Have a good night. You too. On your radio, online. When that moon gets up. As we were, Steve Trevelis, Monday night in New Jersey. So uh, William Shatner is going to be appearing at the Fan Expo Philadelphia at the Pennsylvania Convention Center Friday, April the 8th and Saturday, April the 9th for tickets uh, Fan Expo Philadelphia, uh, as well as photo and autograph opportunities. You go to FanExpoPhiladelphia.com. We'll be giving away uh, Expo tickets later on this week on Trevia, Jersey's opening lines. Uh, but William Shatner, I had the chance to talk to him. Uh, as you know... He boldly went where no man has gone before. Uh, he's been up in space, and he reflects on it. And you're going to really like this conversation that we had. He's 91 years old. And the last time I worked with him uh, was at the Mayo Performing Arts Center a few years ago when they lowered the screens and showed Star Trek Wrath of Khan, and then Shatner came out into the Q&A. Keep in mind, this man is 91 years old, and he's still... He's still doing expos. He still hosts a show on the History Channel uh, called The Unexplained. Uh, we talk about Star Trek. We talk about Boston Legal. We talk about the many shows that he's been in. And uh, we talk about his philosophy of life and global warming. So check it out. This is part one of William Shatner. He was a defender. He chased gremlins. He boldly went where no man has gone before, and he actually ended up in space. William Shatner is going to be appearing at the Fan Expo Philadelphia at the Pennsylvania Convention Center Friday, April 8th, and Saturday, April 9th. One of the superstar guests, and uh, I get to talk to him right now. It is, it is such an honor. Bill, how are you? I'm so well. I'm... Crisscrossing the the earth, performing, talking, trying to entertain people, and um, I'm having the best time. The best time. I got to ask you a question. I want to start with a question that you once asked in Boston Legal when you said James Spader is Alan Shore. It's fun being Denny Crane. Is it fun being Alan Shore? How much fun is it being William Shatner? I think that I'm having more fun than anybody. Anybody. I'm sitting here talking to you from my home. My home overlooks um, the uh, San Fernando Valley. It's a clear blue uh, morning. Um, I'm having some toast and jam and a cup of tea um, uh, while I talk to you. I'm sort of having breakfast. And... Uh, and I've had a good night's sleep, 
I rode a horse yesterday. Uh, I compete in uh, reining, and that's a very difficult, somewhat dangerous equine sport, and I do it quite well. I spent so many years uh, trying to do it uh, badly. <laughs> I'm having the best time. I'm healthy. I'm, as you can tell, how alert I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you ride horses at 90. <laughs> You went up yeah, in space. Well, it's better than eighty-seven, <laughs> and, um, and and I'm having I, I my 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 uh, overwhelming negative thought is I don't want to leave this. This is too good, and the problems of the Earth that we see in front of us: uh, global warming, uh, death and destruction in the Ukraine. I want to help. As much as I can there, I can certainly help on global warming. I, I've, I've been studying it for 55 years, and uh, I've been trying to preach the word, and then I went up into space and saw it even more clearly, because it's one thing to say, you know, you should have toast and jam. It's one thing to eat the toast and jam. So there I was uh, up, in, uh, up in space looking at this frail planet and realizing how... How, uh, how frail it is, how, how close to extinction we become, and and bring that message. But there's a glory in in that knowledge. Listen, everybody, we're we're going to uh, eradicate the earth unless we do something about it. There's a certain you know passion about it, which is good to have. We all should have that very passion, and I feel it. Emphatically, and uh, it's all great, isn't it? Oh, absolutely! And you've seen it uh, for so long from so many different angles, as so many different people. Of all the roles you played, William Shatner, which of your characters could you see yourself having a drink with? Well, uh, I, as, as you can imagine, I've been asked that a couple of times. Um, and my answer might be twofold. One is uh, talking to you. I'm, I'm having a great time, amusing myself, hoping you're joining in. Uh, of course. But I did something on Broadway that uh, very few people do and uh, and did uh, apparently with uh, some success and I was able to tour it quite a bit. In fact, I came to Philadelphia with a one-man show. So I, I was asked if I would do a one-man show in Australia and that is the ultimate uh, challenge for any actor, to be on stage alone. <laughs> no dancing girls, no music, no just you entertaining people in an audience for an hour and a half. And <clears throat> I'd never done that. And it was in Australia, and I thought, why not? Right. So if I fail, you know, uh, only a very few people will know. <laughs> and so I did it, and I toured Australia's main cities. And it was quite successful. So then I took it to Canada and toured Canada. It was very good. And then I got to Toronto, and somebody said, would you like to go to New York? And I rewrote and restaged the show right. and opened in New York to great success. And then I was able to tour that in many cities all across the USA. That probably was the most challenging thing, although everything I do for the most part is challenging enough to warrant my full attention my full occupation, a full desire to uh, 
do a good job. Do better than a good job. Your characters. I'm sometimes I hear myself saying, uh, "What I'm doing with you right now is the best thing I've ever done." I appreciate that. <laughs> I really do. Got all my attention. Your characters are so diverse. No one is like the other. And we talked about this before. The thought and work that you put into playing Denny Crane on Boston Legal, which was such a sensitive role, and you played him beautifully. Uh, tell us about how you came up with the character of Denny Crane. Uh, well, it's interesting. You know, I, I was asked if I would... Uh, uh, David E. Kelly is a genius writer, producer, and he's written so many television shows of numerous But I knew of him, and I knew of his genius, and he, they called and asked to meet with me about it, do something. So I went down and had breakfast with him and three or four other people, and he starts telling me about this role that he's written. And he said, but you know, uh, the... Uh, the character might be a, a, a little senile, and I said, "Well, I can do that." And and I, you know, we got a I got a laugh, and uh, and I, you know, everybody laughed. And but in way in the back of my mind, and I don't know how old you are, but at a certain point when you start forgetting where the keys are, you think, "My God, am I losing it?" And then you can't remember a name, and then you think, "Oh, that's what it must be like," and and then. Uh, well after the, the the show was over, I had a I, I must have been dehydrated and I was riding horses and it was a hot day and I got up out of the chair to get on a horse suddenly and I had vertigo. For a count of four, I was like upside down. I didn't know where I was. I had to sit back down in the chair and catch my balance because it was so out otherworldly, out of, out of anything I've ever experienced, and I thought, I wonder if that's what it's like, to be totally seen out. You don't know where you are, what you're doing. Right. So aspects of that, I tried to introduce into this guy who once was so good, like an actor who was brilliant, and, uh, you know, Lawrence Olivier uh, said in print, uh, I didn't, he said, I didn't act for five years, because I they called it going dry. I couldn't remember the words that I was on stage. And I couldn't remember the next words. It frightened me so, he said, that I never went back on stage for, for years. Wow. I think that's what it must be like to be a lawyer and talking to a jury and trying to convince them of something and then suddenly lose it and not know where you are and what you're doing. But I felt that, and I brought that to to the character. That's what I played you really did. You really did. And the friendship that you had with James Spader in the show. I can still see you two sipping scotch well, and smoking I, cigars. I love Spader. He's one of the great guys. The irony is, uh, and I know he cared for me, and and uh, we hugged each other on the last day and said goodbye, and I'll call you for lunch. And, and we neither, I've, I've not seen him since. He's been busy. I've been busy. We've not talked. I uh, on his birthday, which I have on my calendar thing, I, I sent him a birthday note, and uh, but I've not I've not seen him, and that's really the nature of show business. You have these intimate relationships, and and then the show's over, and everybody gets busy, and away you go.
Uh, we got part two coming up. Here's New Jersey 101.5, fast traffic. Is going to be appearing at the Fan Expo Philadelphia at the Pennsylvania Convention Center Friday, April 8th and Saturday, April 9th. If you want to get tickets, you go to fanexpophiladelphia.com. Here's a uh, part two of the interview that uh, we had this afternoon. Now, you had an intimate relationship as Captain Kirk with uh, Leonard Nimoy, as, of course, Mr. Spock, uh, the other great television relationship. What was that relationship like? How did that relationship end? With, with Leonard? Yes. Is that what you're asking? Yes. Um, Leonard Nimoy was one of the great guys, uh, hammered by fate <clears throat> into being a solid citizen and a great friend and a passionate guy about all kinds of things. He was a wonderful photographer. He took up photo What I didn't know until much later was he studied photography as a young man in school, and then he had the opportunity to, because of his name and, and he had the money, to start taking pictures uh, that he liked, that he wanted to and he, he had uh, many exhibits, uh, all of which, or many of which I went to. He was this great guy. Not only that, the coincidence, and I've got a book coming out called Up to Now. Oh, no. The uh, the book is called uh, uh, Go Boldly, coming in the fall. Uh-huh. And I talk about how everything is intertwined. And so here was Leonard uh, Nimoy, uh, who were born four days apart, he in Boston, me in Montreal, very similar cities, same kind of parents, same kind of upbringing, uh, worked hard to get where he was, it, no sudden flash, now you're a star, it took years to get to where he was. Uh, he was this wonderful actor that, uh, that in as we became friends and we, we were perforce in each other's company because we were either either acting together or going to, like we would go, might have been in Philadelphia together. We'd be on stage together, we'd have dinners together, we'd be in limos together, and we'd talk about our children and divorce and death, all of which happened during this long 50-year period of friendship. Uh, so uh, he was my dearest friend. And, uh, and and when he died, it was a great loss to me. I think of him often. Speaking with William Shatner, is going to be appearing at the Fan Expo Philadelphia at the Pennsylvania Convention Center Friday, April 8th, Saturday, April 9th. Now, along with acting and horse uh, horseback riding and going into space, you also sing, and you've got an album coming out called The Blues. Uh, blues went number one last year. I've got an album out there right now, uh-huh. Bill. And Bill has got the kind of reviews you only dream of, uh, heart-stopping, breathtaking, those kind of adjectives. So Bill is there, and it was, you know, six months old or so. Uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to go to the Kennedy Center at the end of April uh-huh. and uh, entertain there with uh, several songs that the team, the team that I have that wrote those songs for Bill. Some of the songs uh, pertain to the Earth and its fragility. And uh, so for Earth Day, Kennedy Center, the end of April, 
I'll be there, and I hope to to be able to record it, maybe issue it uh, in some manner. There's a show on the on the um, on the History Channel right. called uh, called Unexplained, the Unexplained, and it's a wonderful show, and it's intriguing, and I urge you to watch it. There's all kinds of things going on. You always have something Blues, going on. Uh, was really successful. I really enjoyed it, but it was a, a year ago. And Richie Blackmore played guitar with you doing The Thrill is Gone. What was that like? Oh, some of the great performers. I've done several albums now, and I've tried to get, like, that great blues man uh, to accompany make me look halfway decent. These guys are so good. I mean, I'm in, I'm in, in awe of these great musicians, the great uh, players of instruments, the, the the great singers. I I just uh, their talent just makes me gasp, and um, and so all these people on that blues album and on the album Bill uh, accompanied by, and I'm going to have a seventy piece orchestra. Um, of the the Kennedy Center Orchestra um, doing these six numbers that I will be doing. You just keep going. You're like the Energizer Bunny. You could retire at any time, live off your many laurels. Well, what keeps I'm you doing going? What I can, I can't tell you what a pleasure it is to talk to you, William Shatner. Thank you so much for coming on. Bye-bye. William Shatton will be appearing at the Fan Expo Philadelphia at the Pennsylvania Convention Center on Friday, April 8th and Saturday, April 9th. Tickets for Fan Expo Philadelphia as well as photo and autograph opportunities with Mr. Shatner available at FanExpoPhiladelphia.com. How about that? William Shatner. Wow. 91 years old and he's going to be performing at the Kennedy Center with a 70-piece orchestra. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, he went up into space, and he's already doing a TV show. Every time he's got, he never stops. He's always in demand, and he's riding horses. He's riding. <laughs> you know, I thought Raymond went to water skiing. I got to get Shatner to come on before Travis starts singing. <laughs> Poor Raymond. What did I tell him? <laughs> oh, the one day apiece. It's ten thirty. Now the latest New Jersey new weather brought to you by NJ Spine and Wellness. NJ Spine and Wellness is your team of experts in neck and back pain. Visit the orthopedic and pain management specialist at NJSW.com or call 877-333-NJSW to learn more about how you can relieve pain and get better faster today. NJSW.com. Steve Trevelis. 1-800-283-101.5. William Shatner, 90, was he 91? Uh, went up into space, right? The man who boldly goes where nowhere has gone before. I used to do that uh, when I was a wedding DJ and we do the garter ceremony, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's amazing that at 91 years old, William Shatner is not only working, but working a lot. You know, he's coming in to do these, um, he does these shows. He I, A couple of years ago, I worked with him when he was doing the, a couple of guys do this. John Cusack does it for Say Anything, where the actor shows up and uh, they show the movie. And then you do a Q&A on the movie afterwards. Uh, Eric, I, was it Eric? John Cleese did Monty Python's Holy Grail. That was fantastic. Uh, but the idea, what I want to talk about, is that here you got a guy who's 91 years old. He could stop at any time. You know, think about the money this guy's got to have. 
you know, he's, I remember he started in the Defenders, and I know that because Boston Legal did an episode where they actually went back in time. They used an episode from the Defenders to get a young William Shatner, young lawyer William Shatner, and apparently Denny Crane is uh, flashing back to his youth. And there's young Shatner from the Defenders circle, like 1957 in black and white and all. Really well done piece. Uh, then, of course... You know, the Gremlin episode with the Twilight Zone. Uh, they don't make a lot of money for that, but I imagine Star Trek did him really well. All the movies and everything. I mean, he's William freaking Shatner. He could stop at any time, but he just keeps going. And here's a guy who rides horses uh, at 91. You know, Raymond, Raymond Waterskis. Raymond, who sings Sinatra before the games. Waterskis. And that fascinates me. And I always wondered, like... How people, what it's like, like if you've ever retired, if you've retired young or if you retired old, you know, what is it like when you retire? Do you ever regret it? Do you ever wish you could just keep going? I can't see myself ever stopping because for one thing, it's too much fun. But for another thing, I mean, like just to be able to do it. You see people like they, they retire from their job. And next thing you know, they're working in the Home Depot. Well, if you're going to do that, why did you retire from your job? You know, if you've retired, do you miss what you did? Do you miss your job? Do you miss the daily grind of going to work? You know, there are people who retire in their 30s. They join the military at 18. They retire at 38. You know, police department. People get out early. Do you ever miss it? Or are you glad you did it? And uh, on the other side of that, who are the people who continue doing what they're doing? Into the 70s or the 80s or whatever. I mean, look at Shatter. Shatter's 90. Ringo is touring. Ringo is 81 years old. And he looks like he's 50. And he's coming to the Count Basie Arena. Uh, Count Basie Theater on June the 10th. Paul is 79, and he's touring, and he's coming to MetLife on uh, June 16th. And you look at these old rockers, how they never stop, they never give up. Now, I remember Larry King um, on the year anniversary of Beatles Love in Las Vegas. He's got Paul and he's got Ringo in the studio, uh, you know, on the set in Las Vegas. I forget where it was. Uh, I guess at the theater that they were at, which I can't remember now. I actually went there. Uh, and he says, you know, why do you keep doing it? And Ringo says, this is our job. This is what we do. So 1-800-283-101.5. If you retired, how do you deal with retirement? Do you ever miss it? And if you're not retiring and you just keep going past the age that you could retire, what makes you keep going? You know, there's a, there's like when you stop doing anything. You know, I, I give so much props to William Shatner. I mean, here's a guy. He's 91 years old. He's got his own television show. He's got uh, on the History Channel. You know, capping off a career of so many shows. And I wouldn't be surprised if he turns up in a movie next year. Rides horses. He's going to perform with a 70-piece orchestra at the Kennedy Center. 
And I remember when we did the um, when we did the Mayo Performing Arts Center with the Wrath of Khan, and he's like, no, don't. And he talks like that. You hear the way he talked in the interview? He talks like William Shatner. He's always talking like William Shatner. You know, he's here <laughs> when you when you close your eyes and you're listening to him, you're like, oh my God, he really is William Shatner. You know, he's got one of those unique voices. I get that a lot. Uh, but it's fascinating. And he said, you know, now, now don't forget, when you get out there, protect my album, you know, promote my country album. And I've got a show coming up here. And I've got a, he had, at the time, he had a country album coming out and a Christmas special at 87. <laughs> now he's 90. And he's got a, uh, an album out called Bill. And before that, he had a blues album. And he played with Richie Blackmore. Amazing. 1-800-283-101.5. Hats off, you know? Hats off to William Shatner. So 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. We can get out of here at 11 o'clock. But I would just love to see, like, what keeps you going. Dave's in Marlboro. He'll never stop. What's up, Dave? <clears throat> yeah, I've talked to you before. I, I got laid off from my job in 1990. Right. And I haven't worked since then. But you would if you could. I sell at flea markets, clean houses out and stuff. You do? And I, and I, would, I haven't worked for anybody in over 30 years. How are you getting along? I'm good. I'm doing fine. You miss it? What's that? So you're doing fine. So you, so you made it on your own. Yes, and my my old boy, I worked in the machine shop. He over my job back, but I said, no, I don't want it. There you go. All the flea markets, buying, selling, whatever. I got a great life. You found a business, right? And, you, and you're never too old. You're never too old, right? Look at Shatner. And you're, what, you're like 20 years younger than Shatner. Yes. I didn't think he was that old. Yes, very good, very good. I'm so glad you put him on. So am I. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about it and whatever. You you know me. I, I, do you know me? The Alligator Man? Oh, you're the Alligator Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you. All right. Yeah, the Alligator Man. Yes. Uh, wasn't you know, he great, right? Dave? He was amazing. And you are one of the best people on there. Dominican Doyle, you know, they, they don't even put me on. They just blow me off. Well, know? it's a good thing you got me, Dave. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Hey, I love D&D. They're good friends of mine. Jersey Radio. Five wants you to get the luck of the Irish. You can instantly win a free $100 gift card to Wegmans Food Market. Just listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m. for our luck of the Irish secret code word. Enter on our app to win a $100 Wegmans gift card. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Edison Nissan on Route 1 in Edison. This St. Patrick's Day, get the luck of the Irish from New Jersey. 101.5, Steve Trevelis. William Shatner was on earlier, 90-plus years old, and he's got a uh, play in Kennedy Center. He's going to be doing the Philadelphia Fan Expo, April 8th and 9th. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. And I'm talking about, like, retiring. How can anybody stop? I can never see myself stopping. Tom Brady retired and then came back. A lot of people think he came back once he filled his gas tank. He said, I got to go back. I, I, can't, I can't live like this. Uh, but... I'm wondering, like, if you have retired, did you ever miss it? And uh, if you haven't retired, could you ever see yourself retiring? Tom is in Homedale on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Tom. Hey, good evening. Well, listen, I'm collecting pensions, 
but I'm not retired. I'm 79. Right. And I have, and I, and I've seen too many people, including my father. Once they decided that they're going to retire and have the good life, go fishing. All of a sudden they get sick, they get dementia and everything else. I myself, I'm an engineer. Right. I still maintain my license. I'm a movie producer. I have a movie that's being, that's now on Amazon Prime and some other places. You do? And, um, oh yeah, it's called In the Moon, In the Moon Shadow. Okay. 90 minute uh, feature. And, um, I actually helped finance it, but I was the money guy that brought the money in. Anyway, so, but aside from that, I did a lot of things and I'm still doing it. I'm a consultant for C.C. Hall University and mm-hmm. Ocean County Community College. And I, I tell, here's what I believe. If you retire, you're going to die. Yeah. Retirement is not natural. It is really not natural because after World War II, people started retiring. Before World War II, nobody retired. And really, that's the case. Yeah, but now you got people, you know, certain companies will push you out uh, or, you know, you know, they'll try to get rid of you. Uh, but also, yeah, but- you, you know, once you stop... You know, you you mentally stop. I can't see people like I know people are meant to work, but then you see people like like say like you. You get a guy like you who's got all this going on. You're an engineer, you're a producer, et cetera, et cetera, and then like you retire, and next thing you know, like uh, six months later, there's Tom in the Home Depot with the orange apron with his name on it. And you say, why would anybody want to do that? But that'll that'll never be me because you know I I immediately started my own business, mm-hmm. and I'll put it this way. I, I, I will I will be in a coffin before I go to Home Depot with an orange apron on. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't knock them for doing it, but it's like, if you're going to work, why didn't you just work at what you worked at all your life? Why retire to go work there or somewhere else? Well, that's true. And if, But if someone, if the company is uh, it dumps you out, you know, like, like the example, they want to get, a lot of companies want to get rid of the senior people because they get paid too much. Right. All right. The whole, whole idea is always in the back of your mind, realize this may not be your lifetime career. So always get ready to do something else. I mean, look, I got into the movie business because a modeling company thought I looked pretty good on my boat in a bathing suit. <laughs> then all of a sudden, one, link, one thing led to another. I got into SAG-AFTRA. Uh-huh. I made a commercial. And I got into movie producing. It all happened by accident. Here I was an engineer. Look at you. Look at you. Uh, how old were you when you were in the bathing suit? Uh, okay, let's see. I'm 79 now, yeah. and that was about uh, 2011. All right. I That's not bad. I, I still look pretty good in the bikini, I'll tell you. you. You're giving hope to the older demo. Tom, hey, man, great having you on. Keep in touch. Take care. You got it. All right. Let's, uh, let's say we do this again tomorrow night, okay? Okay. Great time tonight. We are the Garden States. This has been the Steve Travely Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.